All right, first off, I just wanted to thank everyone who supported us financially and through the prayers uh, that you are giving our team. I know that uh, many of you were praying for us, and we're just really thankful for that. Um, so this was mine and Erica's first time leaving the country, believe it or not, and it was such a great opportunity um, to do that. I think I would have rather left the country and visited another country doing this than just some kind of vacation, so I was really glad that we had this opportunity. Um, I wanted to share uh, just a few things that were encouraging to me specifically during this trip and then a few just funny funny things because I can't I can't help myself. <coughs> so, um, so first off we, we had the opportunity to serve alongside a local church Bible Baptist Church um, there in Georgetown Guyana um, and so it was it was and we really were serving alongside the church so we had clinics that we were running um, Monday through Thursday, and um, the, uh, there were many local church members, um, men and ladies there that were giving up their days, giving up, uh, taking off work, and just really they had such a servant's heart. It was super encouraging just to see those guys and those ladies um, just there with us every day side by side, um, and they wouldn't, they like wouldn't take, you know, we would show them gratitude, and they were just like, oh no, of course, you know, their, their, their servant's heart was just very obvious so that was very encouraging um and so in the church there just in general had such like a giving spirit uh we were there for us the sunday where they were giving out um a lot of food products to the people of the church um so they had just you know dozens and dozens of eggs like pallets of eggs and you could just saw people like ladies there hauling out you know like 100 eggs it was just insane um and then the truck pulls up with a ton of live chickens, pre-plucked live chickens in the back of a truck, and they're just grabbing them by the wings and tossing them into bags, and everyone's coming up with their bags and getting chickens. And so they're just giving giving to their community so often. It was very encouraging that that was also. Um, so I'll share a few fun things about uh, animals there. I have an assortment of animals that I've had experiences with in Guyana. First off, um, <laughs> So we were, we were at the hotel, and a lizard fell from the sky and landed on Erica. And uh, I thought it was adorable, so I took a picture. I don't know how she thought she felt about that. but um, So it scurried away and under the table. And then later, after the bus ride to the clinic, the hot bus ride, it's like 80-plus percent humidity there, by the way. Um, we arrived at the clinic. I felt something in my pant leg. And I shook my leg like this and out falls a suffocated dead lizard onto the ground. So I'm not saying it's the same one, but it's definitely the same one, and that was a little disconcerting, but kind of awesome, because I'm like, well, that's a story I can tell everybody. <laughs> so, and then, uh, so jaguars are native to that area. We, they didn't really make their way into the city, thankfully, but uh, um, the pastor there, the local pastor, Lacho, had a uh, jaguar pelt that was legally or illegally gained somehow and he tried to give it to me on our way back <laughs> he's like here take it and i was like this is not making it through customs so i did not take it uh and finally it was it was fun to see all the monkeys climbing around everywhere especially on the church every time there was a monkey in sight all you could see was our entire team just with their phones just like this because you have to get a monkey picture or else it didn't happen monkey picture didn't happen um also i had a bunch of kids say that i looked like a monkey so that was fun uh, they also said I looked like Peter Parker, so that was nice, but the monkey thing stuck with me a little more than that one. 
Um, anyways, okay, that's enough of my animal stories. So overall, it's an experience that I'm very thankful that we had, and um, the especially the MMO team was very, um, it was just like we never felt unsafe or anything like that. It was just such a blessing to serve alongside those people who, you know, they do that those trips all the time, and Gabe and Katie, they've done so many trips, and they're planning more. So it was just an encouraging trip, and I'm very thankful to have had it. All right, thank you, Landon. Landon is my son. Some of you know that. Most of you do. Um, and then my daughter-in-law, Erica, have you come up? And start with the, the tallest and then the shortest. And uh, so, Erica, give us a testimony. Um, hi. Yes, I'm his wife. And uh, I also wanted to start by um, acknowledging the church for supporting us financially and through par prayer. Uh, when it was first announced, I kind of, it was really weird. Like, it, it was God. I just know it. He um, placed it on my heart to go, specifically. They just announced it, and I was like, I'm going. <laughs> and I didn't know how we would go, but um, there were many generous donors in the church that allowed us to both go. And I felt very blessed, and um, it was apparent that God, you know, was using the church to um, spread his word in that moment. So I guess I'll start by um, specifically uh, a story a little bit, a little story at the church. So there was, or, you know, in Ghana, there was a woman at the reader station, basically, and she had just gotten glasses at, like, a different station, and it, she had gotten glasses the first or the second try. And if you don't know kind of how it works, it was like we have a lot of donated glasses, so we try to find, you know, the best match for their prescription, but sometimes it can get a little tricky. So the fact that we got it on the first or the second try was like amazing. So then she came over to the reader station to get reading glasses. And lo and behold, like the first try, you know, I had given her a pair of glasses and she just was like, oh my gosh, she was just like blown away. And um, she kept saying that I have, she's like, you have the hand, like the hand, you know, to, I don't know, like the perfect hand. And um, then she had kind of shared with me that giving her life to Christ was um, really beautiful and um, like the most amazing thing that she had ever done and she started getting really emotional and um, tearing up and so I just gave her a hug and um, shared that experience with her and it was really beautiful and there were that that's like one of many stories that had happened on the trip there were just you know um, dozens of people who were just really emotional because they could finally see, or uh, this was their only opportunity to get glasses or dental work, um, and we were providing it to them for free. So it was really amazing. Uh, we saw and experienced num numerous people who couldn't afford getting glasses and had te terrible vision, but the joy on their faces um, when they could see for the first time was very rewarding. I kind of know their pain because I've worn glasses pretty much my entire life, and I take it off, and I can't see anything. <laughs> I just see shapes. So... Um, yeah, that was really amazing. So there was even a, a little girl who I helped give glasses to, me and Nick. And at first she was really discouraged and I just kept overhearing her and Nick. And um, we eventually found her a pair of glasses. And then every time after that, she just was like this ray of sunshine, just always waving and saying hi. 
Um, it was really, really beautiful. She even shared her testimony with a class in Sunday school, so that was amazing. And also, as Landon had mentioned, the pastor and his wife were also really, really amazing, um, very giving, uh, obvious servant's heart. Both of them just spent hours cooking for us. Um, the pastor said numerous times, whatever you need, you know, just let us know and we'll try to make that happen. So they're very accommodating, very um, kind. And lastly, Yes, the MMO team was also super amazing, um, and I got to see and hear how God was working in their lives and build connections with them that I didn't really think was going to happen on the trip. So um, I came back, and I was like, I, even a coworker had told me at work, she's like, you're beaming. <laughs> and I, I can only um, attribute that to what had happened in Guyana and the people that we helped and um, the team that we went with. So thanks. Thank you, Erica. Uh, Kayla, let's have Kayla come up and we'll hear from her. Ah, hi there. Um, well, let's start off again by saying thank you so much for your generosity with Ukraine and the money. You were able to just definitely uh, a gift to me just with the, from the church. Um, going into the, the trip, I was super excited about the culture. Um, it was used to be a Dutch colony, and then it was also be a British colony, and then also some people came from like Africa and India, and so I was super excited to see the mesh of the melting pot in Guyana, um, and that was definitely seen everywhere with their their food, especially that the past the pastor's wife uh, made us. It was rice and plantains, and oh my word, the plantains were amazing, um, both the sweet one and then as like chips. Um, and so with the, that culture, um, there was a lot of Hindu, and there's a lot of Islam, and there's a lot of, like, Christian um, just all over, like, the Christian Bible verses on the uh, cars, they had stickers. Um, we went to, uh, some of us went to the seawall, and it was all graffitied of, like, I am the way, the truth, and life, definitely from scripture. Um, but there was a lot of influence, um, ah, right there. <laughs> um, also from like the Hindu culture uh, was we were actually there for um, Diwali, which is their, the Hindu's celebration of light. And it's just about the light overcoming darkness. And it was really neat to be part of the environment during that time. There was actually like a concert and so some of us were able to go there as well. And, but, um, but there's also a lot of Islam um, there. It was, we're walking one place and there was the Islamic mosque, right? And then the next next spot right there was the Hindu um, Madar, I think it's what's called. And it was just interesting to see that mesh of culture. Um, but what was a really joy for me and a gift was seeing both the Hindu, the Islam, just come to the clinic and we were able to serve them. Part of the MMO's um, vision is they are very blatant and good about sharing the gospel. And so Memo may not be invited to go to places like Islam, like Islamic countries or Hindu, because they're not going to want that truth. And so for me, it was really a gift to be able to be the hands and feet of Jesus and give them glasses um, for those cultures specifically. Um, 
next, my last story is um, going into going to different countries. I like to take something back, uh, specifically like clothes or something like that, just to be able to like, oh, this is from this country over here. Um, and so going into it, it's like, oh, it'd be really cool to have a shirt. Um, not sure how it's going to work. Uh, but there's a group of us who went to a market, and we're just passing through, saw some, I think, salted fish and some, like, plantains, and, like, here and there, a, a great market experience, um, a fun market experience, I'll think of that. Um, we're just walking by, just, like, a, and all of a sudden looking at this one um, store, and starting looking at clo clothes, and it was actually the owner of the, the, that particular area um, came to the clinic. And so I was like, hey, do you have a shirt that would fit me? Because like the different sizes, it's different, really funny, different cultures. And um, so I was looking into it, maybe getting it, maybe not. And she just said, here, you can have it. I was like, oh, well, how much is that? I want to pay for it because of that. And she's like, no, I want, you gave me glasses. I want to give this gift to you. And it was just really touched me and just the whole experience with the people just share the different cultures. It was just a very good gift. And you guys all helped that with prayer and your support, and I really appreciate that. All right, Karen, it is your turn. Thank you for that. Good morning. All right. So God has not gifted me as being the speaker, so I will be reading my notes. Um, I'm very compelled to stand in front of you to give God his glory and to encourage all my brothers and sisters of all his goodness. Going on this mission trip to serve others has been put on my heart since I was a new Christian. <clears throat> Year after year, I'd come to the church and hear Gabe talk about the medical missions. But um, the, the year would come and go. This year, I was sitting right there in the fourth row and heard so clearly to step out in faith. My desire to go was far more than ever before, but my health and finances was always the things that held me back. This time, hearing to step out in faith was just so loud, I knew I had to go. So as soon as the service was over, I caught Sarah out in the lobby, and I, I told her, uh, you know, nothing's going to stop me this year. A couple weeks passed, and I got a call from the church that someone was willing to pay my initial deposit. And from that moment on, God blessed me every step of the way. It was in Jesus' strength that got me out of, out of bed every morning to exercise. It was God who gave me the desire to eat healthy. The morning I left for Guyana, I was 68 pounds lighter, and my health is as good as when I was a youngster. A year ago, there would have been no way I could have handled this trip. All of this so I can stand here now praising God for all he's done. From my family here at Fresno Church, from my sisters and brothers from neighboring cities, from down Southern California and from across the states, 
his blessings just kept coming. From financial blessings to earnest prayer, I was covered 100%. It was all used for his glory. Thank you so much. It was months and months before the time finally came, and through the waiting, God was at work in me, preparing my willing heart. Yes, blessed would be my word for this whole journey. I got to go 8,762 miles round trip with these incredible souls and met absolute beautiful teammates that joined us from other states. All of us together united and had a, an impact on God's kingdom. Yes, we did indeed further his kingdom. One last thing I'd like to share is yet another thing God laid on my heart. Just a week before we left, I was sitting in my room and stuffed animals came to mind out of nowhere. Stuffed animals. It all happened so fast, I went from thinking about stuffed animals to a, a post I made on the Nextdoor app inviting neighbors to donate stuffed animals, letting them know where I was going and why. I briefly explained I wanted to take a suitcase filled with stuffed animals to give the children so that they had something cuddly to hold on to as a, a, strange Americans went into their mouths with all kinds of strange tools they've never seen before. I can't even begin to tell you the generosity of the people of Fresno and the platform for which God was praised in the light of Jesus was showed through the comments of so many. I will tell you something amazing. In my suitcase was enough stuffies for every child we served and a couple lonely elderly grandmamas. Only God could do that. Please, brothers and sisters, if God puts on your heart and gives you the desire to serve on a missions trip, step out of the box and give God the glory. Wow, what a blessing. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, Katie. Well, as you can tell from all those wonderful stories, it really was an amazing time and we had in Guyana. Um, all through the clinic time, our clinic, or the, the optical clinic was held in a sanctuary like this. I spent most of my time digging through the boxes and boxes of glasses that was up towards the front of the sanctuary, but every once in a while I would just stop, look around, and get an entire view of what was going on in the clinic and just be so very grateful for the team we had. Uh, the entire team we had with MMO in Guyana was fairly small. We only had 17 people. Our church sent seven of the 17 people. So that is a significant portion when you're thinking about how many people are serving within Guyana. Um, our seven made up most of the optical team. Dental did take Karen from us, which she did an amazing job there. It was the right choice, but it was a hard choice. I was wishing we could have her too. But I got to look over the clinic and see each one of these people from intake to searching for glasses to looking to seeing which glasses would fit each person and just be full of just joy that each person was embracing their role and sharing with love and with sweat um, God's goodness um, and new vision in so many different ways. Um, with each pair of sunglasses we handed out, I just was reminded of the sacrifice and generosity that you guys gave, because all of the sunglasses we brought were from this church. 
we ran out on the last day with a couple hours to go. Uh, there was a guy that came up who was a truck driver, and he's like, I really need sunglasses. And we're like, we're sorry, the sunglasses are gone. It was about an hour before the clinic ended. But like, we will look for you, because every once in a while, there's some prescription sunglasses that are also available. So like, we will look for your prescription, see if we can find su prescription sunglasses that match you. Um, as we were looking for him, there's about six options, and one of them were like a pair of prescription glasses with the magnetic ones that go on and off their glasses, which are very useful, and those fit him perfectly. So God provided, even as we were just very close to what we needed for sunglasses, be able to fill that specific need that he had, which was really exciting. Another story I wanted to share is actually Nick's, but he's not here, so I get to. Um, <laughs> he was uh, meeting with a guy who told him, he's like, yesterday morning, I was reading my Bible, and I was praying. And as I was trying to read my Bible, I realized that I couldn't see the words. Like, my vision was getting so bad that I couldn't see the words to read it. So I stopped, and I prayed that God would heal my vision or show me what to do so that I could continue reading his word. As he was done praying, a friend called him. He was like, did you know that there's an optical clinic in town tomorrow? He had not heard about this at all, so he gave him the address of the church. He showed up the next day, and we were able to get him reading glasses so that he could continue in reading God's word. So that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Thank you for your support and your prayers. We definitely felt them each day in the clinic. They are very rewarding days. They are very long and exhausting days, too, when we're talking about teasing about jet lag. might not be jet lag, but it's just tiredness by this point in time. It's still mostly over but there, but your prayers and support do make a difference each day as you're getting up, working towards um, just a long day, very rewarding, but also tiring as well. And so just thank you for your support, prayers, and finances. Boy, what a blessing. Gabe, I'll invite you to come up and, and uh, share a little bit here. But... Uh, yeah, thank God, praise God for all he's, all he's done, all he will continue to, to do, and um, looking forward to what, uh, you know, there are many trips ahead, right, in the, in the months and years to come, and so um, looking forward to all that God will do there, but Gabe. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm so glad I didn't have to sum all this up on my own. Thanks to the rest of the team for, uh, for putting together their testimonies. I hope you were as blessed as I am. Karen told me I have to share one more story. Uh, Nick got a lot of good stories, and he's not here, so we get to steal them all. Um, it's, it's not uncommon when we're handing out glasses to get lots of, lots of good responses. Um, you know, those that are believers will often say, hallelujah, they'll, they'll raise their hands in the air. Sometimes it's just this sort of beaming joy uh, that, that comes without words that's wonderful to see. But Nick got one I hadn't heard before when, uh, when the delighted person put on a pair of glasses and said, holy, and I can't say the next word sort of rang out through our clinic. Uh, it was a pretty wonderful and unique response, and, um, and, and hopefully the church can follow up with that person <laughs> and perhaps uh, disciple them and turn that into a hallelujah. So as I, as I uh, give you a scriptural challenge this morning, I, I want to give you a scripture, sort of truth from scripture that uh, it has been one that I've tried to remind myself of every step along the way. One of my jobs is to sit people down in a chair and tell them, look at me, right? And that's a little, little awkward to have this sort of big American saying, look at me. Uh, but I do, because I have to see the distance between their pupils in order to measure their eyes for glasses. So I'll sit down and I'll have this person stare straight at me. And I'll tell you, I've seen some, some crazy eyes. 
some very pretty eyes, some, some eyes full of pterygium, that's kind of a growth on the eye. You see the cataracts, you see all sorts of eyes. But, but the truth I want to share with you this morning, so the scriptural challenge to kind of end all of this as we give God glory for what he did in Guyana is the truth that I try to remind myself of every time I look directly into somebody's eyes for the purpose of, of measuring their pupillary distance. Now, those of you that know me uh, know that, uh, well, really, anyone who just follows my social media knows it too, uh, that, I, that I love to take pictures of the beauties of creation. And I'll tell you, Guyana did not disappoint on that front. What a beautiful country. Uh, we, we served right uh, where the Demerara River meets the Caribbean. Lush. It's full of life. Uh, on our, our fun day after clinics, a group of us uh, grabbed a boat from Georgetown, and we went from the East Bank, where we were serving, over to the West Bank of the Demerara River. And as we entered an inlet that... Um, was full of mangroves just off the west bank of the river. We were treated to an incredible sight. It's up there on your screen. It's a scarlet ibis. It's apparently the national bird of neighboring Trinidad, an island in the Caribbean just to the north. And what incredible beauty. In fact, this bird was so iridescent and orange that when we first saw it, it was camouflaged against some bright orange life vests that were just behind it. And it matched almost perfectly with these orange life vests. When I look at creation, when I look at a scarlet ibis, when I look at the other uh, incredible animals and beauty that we were able to see in, in Guyana, I just can't help but agree with the creator's conclusion when he looked out over that same creation. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 25, God had just finished creating the animals. And as he looked out over this vast panorama, he said, it is good. But in verse 25, of Genesis chapter 1, God, God wasn't done creating. All that good creation, the, the mountains and the forests and the birds and the animals, they were, they were placed underneath God's crowning creation. After God looked out in verse 25 of Genesis 1 and saw that it was good, he said this. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. The, the pinnacle of God's creation, you and me and the rest of humanity, was imbued with, with God's very likeness planted on us. I mean, this scarlet ibis is stunning, right? But, but have you seen men and women created in God's image? Here's one example. How about another example? How about this one? How about this one? Now, now, I want to be careful in using pictures to make this point, right? Because the, the image of God is not our physical bodies, right? But these pictures, I hope, show us a little of the physical manifestation of the ultimate beauty of God's creation. God's very image displayed through the lives of human beings. The crowning jewel of his creation. Everything else in creation was made for this, was made for us. We were given dominion and authority over it all. The beauty that is in the rest of creation is for us to enjoy and steward. It's a gift from our creator as we live with his image stamped on us. Now we know, sadly, that this unmarred creation wasn't the end of the story. Right? Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. They brought sin into the world, and creation was marred by that sin. Because of that sin, Adam and Eve could no longer fellowship with God the way that they had before. 
But amazingly, the sin that was introduced into the world did not remove the image of God from man. It, it sort of marred it. It injured it. It covered it a little bit. It made it less complete. But later in Genesis, long after the fall, God reminds Noah that every human being still has dignity and worth because they bear the image of God, even, even in this fallen world. But, but our hearts cry out for something more, don't they? Right? As we look around this world around us, as, as we see the brokenness that is in our own lives, we, we see a world that is broken and needs saving, don't we? And to that world, we have the message of the perfect image bearer, the one who was both fully human and fully God. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles with you, to Colossians, Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one, we'll start in verse 15. Talking about Jesus, the apostle Paul tells us this, who is the image of invisible God, the firstborn of every creation. For by him, that's Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. Wow. Well, into this broken world, into the world where we see around us a, a, a marred image of God in every person we come in contact with, in that world where we can't help but long for more based on the little bit that we see, the Father gave us the perfect image of God. And then God take, took that perfect image bearer and sacrificed him. Jesus' fully human body was, was mangled and mutilated and murdered. And the Father turned away from him on that cross, rejecting his own son, the son that was his own perfect image, so that we, we the imperfect image bearers, can be reconciled to the Father. This perfect image bearer was sacrificed so that we can take our imperfect reflection of God's image and be conformed, Romans 8.29 tells us, conformed to the image of Jesus. And that's the power of the gospel. And that's why we serve. If I may be so bold as to give your actions some motive, that's why Fresno Church came alongside this team in such a powerful way, as you've heard multiple times this morning. That's why you donated towards trips for team members. That's why you donated sunglasses and toothbrushes and toothpaste, and far more importantly, prayers and supplications on our behalf. It's because the people of Guyana have value, intrinsic value as bearers of the image of God. But, but it doesn't stop there because they need the perfect image bearer. They need to be reconciled to God the Father through the sacrifice of his son. And in Guyana, 
we're told that 105 people experienced that reconciliation through Jesus as a result of the trip that we were on. We saw hundreds in our clinic, and every one of them heard the gospel, and 105 of them found the perfect image bearer. They acknowledged their sin. They found the perfect Savior. And, and these beautiful people, full of their own intrinsic worth already because of the image of God they bear, have been introduced to the perfect image bearer and are now destined to be conformed to his image. I've said it before, but I'll say it again in concluding. Thank you. Thank you for coming alongside us as we went to Guyana. The, the prayers that you made on our behalf, they were richly answered, as I hope you've heard time and time again. The sunglasses and toothpaste that you donated, they were the tools <laughs> that made an eternal impact. And I, I hope that as we're back, that as we are praising God for the work that he did, that you will join our team, you will join the rest of the MMO team, and you will join the local church at Bible Baptist in Guyana to, to pray for the eternal impact to continue. That those 105 people that experienced the perfect image bearer for the very first time wouldn't be left with that, but that they would be discipled, that they would grow, that their lives would reflect more and more being conformed to the image of the Jesus Christ that has saved them. Let's pray that every day they would experience the power of that perfect image bearer and continue to be conformed to that image as they live out their new lives in and for Christ. I understand we're going to finish with a time of prayer. Am I turning it over to Pastor Darrell?